Welcome to Getting Through It, where we're here to help you get through it. I'm John Buery, and as always, I'm with the ever-thankful Dr. Lucy Jones. Today's episode is sponsored in part by SoCal Gas, who is committed to building resilience in the communities it serves. We also thank our individual supporters who help us underwrite the work of the Dr. Lucy Jones Center for Science and Society. They do that through Patreon, and we'd ask that you do that as well, for as little as $5 a month, because your support enables us to serve even more communities. Simply go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and search Dr. Lucy Jones. And now, let's get to it. Last year at this time, we released episode 25 about why we should be thankful for earthquakes. And since it's Thanksgiving week once again, I thought we could look back at the last year and talk about the things that you're thankful for, Lucy, that we're thankful for, as it helps us getting through the challenges that we face. So let's start, really, as you look back at this year, since last Thanksgiving, What are some of the things that really top your list that you're thankful for? The absolute top has to be the development of the COVID-19 vaccine. And in a bizarre way, that actually means be thankful for many of the diseases of the past that have developed the science that got us here. That's exactly right. I mean, a year ago, we were still months away from the first vaccine even being available for healthcare workers. And now it's available widely to everybody. But how did that other past research actually impact what we have now? Talking with friends in this field, it seems that the research that came out of the AIDS epidemic is what led to the development of this mRNA vaccine and the ability to come up with a vaccine so quickly. You know, they never did come up with a vaccine for AIDS. It mutates so rapidly, they just haven't been able to pin it down. And in 2020, especially a little bit earlier in the year, we really didn't know how this was going to migrate. What were going to be the variants? Would we be able to come up with a vaccine that would actually work? The fact that we did and that it has been as effective as it is against the variants is huge. The same epidemic 30 years ago, we would have had the international transportation to spread it around the world, but without this technology, and I think we would have seen many more deaths and a much longer process. I mean, two years seems like forever, but imagine if we had to wait till everybody caught the disease and it might've been five or 10 years. If we look back at the COVID-19 pandemic, where we were a year ago and all the things that have changed, there is a lot to be thankful for from the healthcare workers to the public health departments, And in between, just the average citizens, average residents and neighbors who come together to address this ongoing pandemic. And that's so much about what a disaster is. When I look at who to be thankful for in this year, I keep on coming back to public health workers. I mean, it's a horrible job. And think of how many of them have been threatened, death threats, because they're trying to keep people from dying. It's a thankless position. When there isn't a threat, nobody wants them around. When there is a threat, then why didn't you do better? I really admire their perseverance in this. Then there's also the healthcare workers who are without question getting burnout. We're losing a lot of them. How they can make that sacrifice over and over and over again is I find truly amazing. You know, I thought about being a doctor. When you do well in science and you want to help the world, isn't that the obvious thing that you do? And I realized I was just too squeamish. I couldn't give blood because I'd pass out from being upset about it. And <laughs> I had to had to walk away from that. The people who can do it and have the people skills to not just bring the science to bear, but help people get through it. Those are people I admire a lot. 
That's great to hear. And I think in some of those things you mentioned, it was like finding the silver lining in what seems like a terrible thing. And I think that sort of transitions to another thing that I'm thankful for that could be perceived as sometimes a terrible thing. And that's the social media landscape that we're in. As much as it gives us a lot of angst and there's a lot of things to criticize about, the ability to communicate information in a very rapid way from expert authorities, whether it's our partners at Caltech here in Southern California or government agencies or the work that we've done together to get the word out about specific disasters through your Twitter handle, for instance. That's a really important mechanism and tool to be used appropriately to really help people manage what they're experiencing when sometimes the information that they really want isn't any other place. It's really easy to look at the negative side of social media, and I'm not saying there isn't a lot of that. But I can remember when I first came to Pasadena, responding to earthquakes, feeling an earthquake in the middle of the night and get up go into the lab, wait for people to show up from the news media, be able to record us saying whatever and get it back to their station. And the process of getting that information out just took a lot of time. I think people who are so used to being able to know immediately now would find a hard time with that. And it's not just that it's faster, it's so much easier. I have this bizarre gratitude to Twitter that I can cover so many more interviews through Twitter than I ever could directly. I put out a tweet and I might have hundreds of different media outlets picking it up and quoting me exactly as I said it. I don't have to worry about misinterpretation of how we put it. So Twitter has made the life of this type of public information much, much easier. And so again, looking for that silver lining is helpful, helps us manage sometimes the chaos. And if I could even be so bold as to say the misinformation that we find on social media by finding those authorities like you and other institutions that we work with. When we think about what's coming for the next year, Lucy, as we think about a year from now, do you have any predictions? And I'm not looking for your New Year's prediction here. We're only at Thanksgiving. <laughs> but what are things you're looking, hoping to be thankful for next year? I wonder if we could look back a year from now, do this episode again, and see if you are right. What are things you want to be thankful for in the coming year? What I want to be thankful for, and I don't know if I will be or not, but I have hope, is real action about the climate crisis. We're starting to see some people taking it much more seriously than we have. It's really too bad we had to have the wildfires burning through us to believe it's real, but advantage of the disasters is making it really obvious what's coming. And of course, you and I are working on a project we'll be sharing more of in the next year to bring together physical scientists who understand the climate crisis with social scientists who understand the emotional drivers that keep people from acting, with musicians who know how to stimulate emotions within people. And our goal is to change the emotional climate about the climate. Because as long as our climate is despair, we're not going to have the incentive to act. We have to believe that we can make a difference. And I know we can, but we have to communicate that. And I see it coming. I see people willing to take action. And I'm really hoping we'll see a tsunami of interest coming in the next year about actually grappling with this problem. Well, I think we will come back here next year and have a similar conversation about what we've been thankful for since this week, next year. And hopefully we'll be able to have that reflection on, on those things we've accomplished. So until next week, not just next year, I'm John Bwery with Dr. Lucy Jones and you getting through it. Getting through it is a production of the Dr. Lucy Jones Center for Science and Society. Visit us online to get past shows and become a supporter at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and search Dr. Lucy Jones. 
Our music is performed by Josh Lee, and this closing music is written by our own Dr. Lucy Jones. <laughs>